Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. Beautiful days, beautiful evenings outside. Springtime, what a wonderful time to be in northern Nevada. Always a good time in northern Nevada to talk about real estate and real estate for investors. Today we're going to focus a lot on the investment side because my special guest is a 1031 exchange specialist. Many of you who've listened to our show for years have heard when we have invited Candace Meyer to the show. Candace is an investment property exchange services expert. She's the vice president in the Nevada office of IPX 1031. What is a 1031 exchange? You might have heard a little bit about it from other people chatting about it, maybe read a little bit about it, or maybe you know nothing about what the 1031 exchange is when it comes to real estate. Today is a good day for you because Candace Meyer is going to talk to you about how you buy and sell properties. Get that. The sell properties without tax implications because you're buying like product, uh, like properties after you sell the first product, uh, first property. However, timing is the key. Candace is going to guide us through the details of a 1031 exchange and also – Talk to us about the timing issues that are critical when you're doing a 1031 exchange. We've got that, and we're talking a whole lot more. There's some very exciting news coming from one of my favorite small towns close to Reno, Nevada. That would be, that's right, Fernley, Nevada. Big news on the real estate front. We're going to talk about that and more after this quick message. International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla. You're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show. We're talking 1031 Exchange later. And right now, I want to remind you that if you're looking for any free education when it comes to buying a home for the very first time, maybe not you, maybe a family, a friend, a relative, I recommend that you visit a very important website. It's called RenoHomeBuyerSeminar.com. R-H-B-S, RenoHomeBuyerSeminar.com. You know, you'll learn a lot of things when you visit this website. You will, first of all, have interest information, right? Interest rate information. Find out about the local housing economy. Credit, credit scores, how do they differ from one company to another? And why is it so important to have good credit when you're looking to buy a home, especially your first primary residence? You'll learn that. Plus, budgeting for a home. How much money should you save? How much money for down payment? Listen, the list of questions can be endless because every deal is different. But if you want to learn about buying your home and what it's going to take to be a good homeowner, how do you get there? I encourage you to visit RenoHomeBuyersSeminar.com. One more time, RenoHomeBuyersSeminar.com. Com. You'll find out all sorts of things there about what you can expect when you're looking to buy a home. Plus, as they have conferences coming up that you can attend, meet people in person that can answer your questions, it's all there. RenoHomeBuyerSeminar.com. Tell them Peter sent you. Well, yes, we're talking about the 1031 exchange later on the show. But let me tell you, great news when it comes to Fernley, Nevada. It was just recently I read that townhomes – set to sell for under $200,000 are currently in construction in Fernley. The Fernley City Council unanimously approved construction of 66 townhomes near the intersection of Hardy 
and Jenny's Lanes just in the last 30 to 45 days. The one, two, and three-bedroom townhomes, well, they range from 1,100 square feet to up to 1,800 square feet, with the one-bedroom properties estimated to start right at about $185,000. Then as you move up to bigger properties, three-bedroom home townhomes look to come in at about $235,000, said Kelly Flodman. Uh, she's a broker with Cardin Realty, and uh, she said groundbreaking on this property is going to be happening this fall, 2019, with sales starting in the spring of 2020. The Townhomes Project, Hardy Lane Townhomes Project, is on 6.42 acres near the intersection of Cottonwood, Hardy, and Jenny's Lane. The primary access is off of Hardy's. So all of the council members had to vote on this, and um, they passed it. The development includes 54 guest parking spaces, uh, a half a mile of pedestrian paths, uh, common areas, there isn't a homeowners association, but of course that's what you expect when you buy a townhome. So I've been saying it for months and months. Heck, I've been saying it for years. Fernley, Nevada is a great place to consider if you're having challenges finding a home that you can afford in another area. In our case, we might talk about the metro area of Reno and Sparks. Fernley's only about half an hour away. And let me tell you, if you do any kind of telecommuting, if you don't need to be in office, at an office every day at a particular time, you can do a lot of the work that you do from home like I do. Uh, commuting is, is something definitely to consider. I mean, look at the difference in home value. Our most recent stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors put the median home price in Reno and Sparks somewhere in the neighborhood $367,000. You compare that to Fernley. And it's not 367000 The comparison for the same time period, $260,000 for a median home, you know, medium-sized home, three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. Look, the difference basically is this, $110,000. You get a loan that's $110,000 more or less than another loan, there's a big difference. I mean, you're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of $700 to up to $900 a month difference in your payment for essentially the same type of house. The only difference is one is half an hour apart from the metro area where you might live and work, and the other one maybe is close, you know, with the traffic and the noise and the congestion. Think about it. Fernley could be a great way to become a first-time homebuyer if you can't cut the deal you want in Reno and Sparks. Just think about it. It's really a pleasant drive. In the big cities, people drive that far when they live in the same town that they work in. And they spend more time on the roads than you would with a 30 to 40-minute drive from Reno Sparks, even less from just Sparks, to Fernley. So talk about the things that change when you own a home. Well, I know one thing that really changed when I bought my home. I realized that uh, I needed things that I didn't need before. Huh? I remember shopping for a lawnmower. I never had a lawnmower when I rented because I never really mowed the lawn, didn't need to, didn't really care about it. It wasn't something that was on my radar. The landlord came around and mowed about once a month, but, you know, it wasn't manicured. It wasn't like I owned the place. Well, suddenly I'd buy a house and I'm buying a lawnmower. Makes sense. Then there's the minor repairs, you know, that I hadn't thought of before. I never owned a plunger, ladies and gentlemen, until I bought a home. As a renter, if I had a clog in the toilet, I called the landlord. I mean, I was paying good money every month for that rent. And uh, he would send somebody out or she would come out, whatever the deal was, and they always took care of those things. Suddenly, as a homeowner, I don't really have somebody to call as a first-time home buyer. I have to take care of my property on my own. So now, also, I am learning things that I didn't learn before. Could be a good thing, you know. When you learn new things, you stay young. So I learned a little bit about paint and what lead-based paint is and how to be on the lookout for it with older homes. But more importantly, I learned about color coordination in my home. If I want to make my home appear bigger than, than I want it to or I want to give a home a different feel in a room, maybe make it more cozy or cheer it up in the kitchen, obviously I'm going to look at all the different colors that reflect those moods. So I started to learn from other people and from other sources about how different colors 
enhance your moods, change your moods, depending on the situation and depending on what you want to do in the room, those colors can have a big impact on your benefits and enjoyment of those rooms. So yeah, my kitchen is yellow. I want a nice, calm room for the gymnasium and make it feel comfortable. Light green in there. In darkened areas, dark corners, I learned if you paint those areas white, you'll get a lot of reflection coming off of other ambient light that will really brighten up that room even though you don't have a window or even a skylight in those areas. Painting it white can make a huge difference. Now, the other thing that changed when I bought my first home was I started thinking more about money. Yeah, money that I was spending. Also, the value of my home. Hmm, sound familiar? You buy a home, you paid X number of dollars for it. It's only natural. Then in a month or two or six months or a year, you want to know how that home's value is looking. That really is an important thing to remember because that's, although maybe not the primary objective of buying a primary residence, it is a goal that we're making a wise decision. Unlike furniture, unlike an automobile, and unlike so many things in the world that we spend our money on, the likelihood of appreciation of value of that which we buy is much better when you're talking about real estate than anything else. I mean, do a little research on your own. I think you'll find out that most multimillionaires, especially those are self-made multimillionaires in America, well, a big part of the reason they're multimillionaires is because of real estate. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody that buys a primary residence is going to be a multimillionaire. But you can't get to point B until you start at point A. Point A is buying that first piece of real estate. And I know many people that start with a primary residence, a small house, a condo, maybe a townhome in Fernley. They get started that way. They buy that property. And because they're focused on growing themselves as a family and if they look at their finances as a business, they start maybe making better financial decisions. And before you know it, buying a home has impacted so much of their life, they're a better employer or a better business owner. They're more focused on doing a good job to bring in a good income, which is a reflection of good work. And we put that income to use to good things like buying a home. And then before long, we have more money coming in and maybe we'll buy a second home. Or maybe we'll sell this home and move up to a bigger house. Something a lot of people do, they keep that first home and they rent it out. Then they buy another primary residence and now they have their primary residence and living comfortably. They also have income producing property from rental property that they originally bought and financed as primary residence. Before too long, you might own several real estate properties, and before long, you might want to sell them and buy bigger real estate. And guess what? That is when you need to know what Candace Meyer knows. Candace Meyer is a 1031 exchange specialist, and she's going to talk about IPX 1031 and more about real estate after this. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions, with answers from Peter Padilla. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Glad you tuned into our show today. I am glad I've got my SunTech solar screens up because without them, hot, 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 it's what it gets in my house. If it's hot at your house because some of your windows face to the south, right into the sun, and all summer long you bake, 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 and heat up that air conditioner to cool you down well don't spend so much money call the good folks at suntech solar screening they put the fun back in the sun because the sun stays outside including 90 percent of its heat and then the rest beautiful 10 percent comes into your home very lovely when you have suntech solar screening want to find out more visit the website 
solarscreensofreno.com and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, very pleased to have Candace Meyer. Candace is Vice President Nevada of IPX 1031 Investment Property Exchange Services. Welcome to our show, Candace. Thank you, Peter. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here as well. Candace, you and I have known each other a long time. You're one of my top real estate contacts in Northern Nevada. And it's the 1031 Exchange that really sets you apart. I don't really don't know anybody else that does it at the level that you do. So uh, first of all, I want to just thank you for being here. And I also want to talk to you about your business card because I think the last one had your picture. I don't see it here and it looks different. Tell us what's changed. Yes. Well, I changed from Starker Services to IPX, which is an investment property exchange. Mm -hmm. A uh, number of reasons. Uh, the exchange activity is really increasing. More and more people and doing more it. More huh? and more people yep. doing 1031s. And of course, for those that understand that the 1031 exchange company, one of the functions is to hang on to the proceeds of the sale in right. an exchange between the sale of the relinquished property and the purchase of the acquisition property. Right. So the money is sitting there with the exchange intermediary. Mm -hmm. And the protection for the money is is fidelity bonding, you know, errors and in emissions insurance and you know, so on and so forth. And as those dollar figures go up, the fidelity bonding that the state of Nevada requires is, is just a million dollars. A million dollars for fidelity bonding if there's a company doing ten thirty one in Nevada. Mm -hmm. well, a million dollars doesn't cover much because you, you have a handful of exchangers doing an exchange and you're going to have over a million dollars in those accounts real quick. Yeah. So, you know, when you're doing hundreds of exchanges, then it starts to get a little scary. So what has happened with this new company is that, you know, they have a hundred million dollar fidelity bond, which makes me feel a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. for my clients. And then they have a 50,000 or $50 million performance guarantee which is uh, paid you know, by a third party, which is pretty important because if something crazy went down with a 1031 company, you would want a performance guarantee. And I don't Absolute. know another company that has that. IPX also um, has a uh, $30 million errors and emissions insurance, which is way more than what Nevada requires. And that makes me feel very, very comfortable about what we're doing. Um, like I said, our, our 1031 exchanges are increasing. In our conversation earlier, we were talking about it, where the real estate market's going, and you, yeah. you were saying you were going to uh, get some stats. But even though our prices are going up, um, and maybe because some of our prices are going up, I have a number of Nevada people selling their Nevada real estate rentals, and they're purchasing in other areas. Candace, see, I have been talking to some <coughs> friends that I know that are finding great deals outside of the state of yep. Nevada. And I think more and more people are realizing that if you want more value, it's not just coming to Nevada from California. It's maybe going further east. Uh, friends in Arkansas, great success. Texas, having great success. Yeah. It's just so so different. However, um, the, the difference in lifestyle, maybe it's a little bit different, but when it comes to 1031 exchanges, you're talking about investment money. Right. That's really what it's about. And it sounds like it's maybe more valuable. It's more valuable to your portfolio to do that, to exchange maybe out of Nevada at some point. You know, that's what I'm experiencing with some of my clients, that they want a certain return on their investment. Mm -hmm. Some of these folks bought in the downturn, and, you know, they bought at a much reduced price, and now the properties have increased in value, so they have a tremendous amount of capital gain. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at that money and how it's performing for them. And, and there's nothing wrong with the performance, but the problem is, is well, if I'm going to sell that, what can I buy here that's going to perform better? Yeah. And so that's why I'm seeing a, a little bit of an increase in the percentage of folks selling in Nevada and buying out of the state. And, of course, I'm seeing a tremendous increase in people selling in California yeah. and coming into Nevada. They're fleeing that state by the... Hundreds. You, so you talk to a lot of people from California. Oh, yes. And uh, as they're talking about their, their <coughs> business transaction, exchanging out of California, um, would you say that the main reason is due to tax issues or is it due to lifestyle issues or social issues? You know, California is really different than Nevada and yeah. the way that they govern and, and you know, I mean, do you hear those things? It's a combination of those things, Peter. And I think for some people, 
it's more one thing than another. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, most of the time, I, I'm hearing people, you know what, they just say, I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a number of things that they list, you know, not only the, the governmental issues, the rules and laws that are, you know, you can't even throw a battery away anywhere. And I, I was talking to one person, and she couldn't even dispose of oily rags that she was cleaning out of her mother's garage that had passed away without calling the you know environmental protection group and going down there and making an appointment just to throw away mm -hmm. some rags in your garage she's yeah. just ha she's had enough and uh, you know they're 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 fleeing you know the tax situation um, just different reasons but definitely you know there's always been about 40 percent of my exchangers that were doing that I'd say it's a little higher now mm -hmm. but also what's higher is the percentage of folks that you know, want to uh, exchange out of the state of, of Nevada and, um, you know, getting a better return in other states. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm talking with Candace Meyer. Candace is Vice President for the Nevada Office of IPX 1031 Investment Property Exchange Services. Glad to know your offices are still right here in Reno. And they're right here in Reno. And <laughs> I'm the only uh, in-person representative here in the north. Who else do you need? I mean, you're yeah. the lady that knows all about 1031 exchange. When I first heard about 1031s, I thought you had to do business in the morning. <laughs> that's, not, that's the only way you could do it. <laughs> that's not, I'm just joking. But really, uh, most people do not know what a 1031 exchange is. That's if you, right. If you ask the general public average Joe, so Candace, give yeah. us in a nutshell, what is a 1031 exchange for the people that have been wondering what we're talking about? In a nutshell, 1031 exchange refers to in Re Internal Revenue Code Section 1031 right. that gives an investor of real property the opportunity to transfer any capital gain um, that would have been due to Uncle Sam from one investment property to another. Mm. It's a tax code that says, hey, you're going to sell an investment property as long as you buy one of equal or greater value and it's also an investment property, then we're going to defer your taxes. Well, that sounds great because if it you, is. when you buy stocks in the stock market and you sell the stock and then you want to buy another stock, right. you have to pay capital gains on that first one. Uh, yeah, stock's not my specialty, but um, I don't think that there's anything comparable in the stock world. I don't either. The yeah. 1031 exchange is, now is it for just uh, uh, structures? Can 1031 exchanges yeah. be done in anything else? Well, you have, yes. It's pretty much real estate. Mm-hmm. And they took away the non-real portion of 1031 in January of 2018. I see. So now we're dealing with real estate. Good, good, um, good. That way it's uh, easier to manage that way. I'm looking at the IPX 1031 Exchange website. It has two things under the services. Real estate exchanges, which we we're talking about. It also mentions reverse and improvement exchanges. Mm -hmm. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, those are more of an advanced concept of exchanging, and it's another reason I enjoy this company is they have a separate department for that. Mm -hmm. Whereas before we were kind of stumbling along, you know, I have a dedicated department, and the person that ends up um, heading up the reverse or construction exchange is an attorney. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those are those are all really good things. So the reverse exchange is is when you purchase your replacement property first, and then have 180 days to get your uh, property that you're going to relinquish sold. Well, it's very nice. That way, you don't have to sell before you buy. Right. You're in, well. You're in it. You're you're doing it in reverse. So the time frames just happen in reverse. Yeah. The challenge with those is that, of course, the exchanger, the taxpayer trying to do this, needs to be able to purchase the replacement property when they don't have the proceeds from the one that they're relinquishing. Uh -huh. So they'll need to be in a strong cash position to be able to purchase that property on mm -hmm. a reverse um, and, and make that happen. So sometimes when we are discussing the reverse, the whole discussion goes away because the exchanger doesn't have that ability. And, uh, and other times, uh, like a client I have right now that's doing, um, he's selling five properties in Nevada and he's doing a number of reverses because he is making sure he has the replacement property all tied up before he has to sell his stuff here because his stuff here is selling quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, so many things that we're seeing on the website. I can see that it's a very professional company and what a bunch of great information that's there. But you know, Candace, when it comes down to it, real estate, and that includes the 1031 exchange, it is all about the individual that you're working with because you've got to rely on one person to make it all happen. 
That's you, Candace Meyer. Candace, we're going to continue our conversation, but in case anybody needs to reach you, they can't hang on for the whole program, what is the best way? 775-721-4190. That is my cell phone, my personal mobile. All right, we've got it, and we'll put it up on our website so that if somebody can uh, listen to the show afterwards on our podcast, it's all there. In the meantime, hang on. We'll be back after this quick message. Is it possible to prepare for the careers of tomorrow today? The answer is yes! Reno Technology Academy offers hands-on training in state-of-the-art tech labs. Earn certificates in computer and network technology, IoT, cybersecurity, software engineering, web development, fiber optics, and communication cabling. Movers, shakers, makers, and inventors are turning their technology passion into high-paying careers. Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. RenoTechnology.academy. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. A lot of people I talk to ask me about different parts of northern Nevada because, uh, like me, I lived in northern Nevada probably for four or five years before I really knew where I was. I was so busy at work. If you're relatively new to the area and you've spent most of your time at the office, in the shop, at the store, or traveling in and out of the airport on your way to work, you probably don't know where little places are like Spanish Springs, Wingfield Springs. How about uh, the Montreux area or Arrow Creek? South Meadows. Curdy Ranch. Right. <laughs> you know what? That right. doesn't sound like Reno to me, but the reality is it's all around us. So I recommend that you visit a website put on by one of my best contacts in the real estate world, Dan Ryder. Dan Ryder is the broker and owner at Nevada Home Connections. He's got a great website with fantastic tours of all of the key areas of the Truckee Meadows. Check it out. RelocatingToReno.com is the website, and uh, leave him a comment. Tell you him what you think about those videos. It's a whole lot of fun. Candace, on one of those videos, Dan Ryder is riding a bicycle. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fitting? Dan Ryder riding a bicycle. Yes. Yeah. Very cool tours. I recommend that our listeners check it out. Dan's and, a great guy. Yeah, he is a great guy, and he's really a good person to talk to. Excellent real estate agent, too. Yes, yes. I love that, man. Thank you very much. Candace Meyer, I love you, too. We're talking about the 1031 Exchange World, where you reside. <laughs> I bet you can't count the number of clients you've helped in those complicated processes. It's been a long time, 22 yeah. years this month. Wow, that is fantastic. Yeah. 22 years doing that kind of work. Um, you know, I talk about time in the box for many types of businesses and careers that's really important, and yet it's not publicized. So, for instance, I was a mortgage lender for over 10 years. It took me about nine years to figure out what I'm doing, right? <laughs> uh, because yeah. it's so complicated, but those nine years meant a lot to me. And in any world, time in the box brings wisdom. Uh, I see a lot of new realtors, uh, a lot of new lenders. And they're talking to people, marketing to people, just like if they had been in the business 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And I guarantee you, Candace, they don't know the kind of things yeah. that you do after 20, 22 years. Sometimes I think that a license number should also put how many years you've been in the business. That'd be helpful, wouldn't it? It would definitely be helpful. <laughs> yeah. You see a great realtor, a pretty face, yeah. you think, I want to work with that person. How many years are they? Oh, two months? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to trust my gajillion dollar business to that. Yeah. But that is a big factor in real estate that I emphasize a lot. Candace, when you're working with anybody in any real estate transaction, ask that quote unquote expert how long they've been an expert. How long have they been a realtor, a lender, or a 1031 exchange specialist? 22 years in this business, I mean, there have had to been a whole lot of changes in the way that the 1031 exchange works in those times. So you probably have to keep up with every, all the time, right? What are the new tweaks? Oh, yes. Yeah, there's new tweaks all the time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the company I'm with now, they're, they're training me every month in addition to what I already know, mm -hmm. which was a, a wonderful thing to have happen again. Yep. I've been kind of doing my own training for, uh, you know, over 10 years now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that having uh, attorneys running our training and having people that know and understand 1031 Exchange on the other side of that webinar is just yeah. it's worth its weight in gold and you've got internal compliance uh right. monitoring we have right? in, in well we have on staff attorneys and yeah. we have 20 over 20 of them for mm -hmm. all of the different regions we have 25 different regions and then mm -hmm. and there's an, uh, 28 attorneys that are mm -hmm. on staff so mm -hmm. 
really nice, good coverage on legal issues and up-to-the-minute, up-to-date uh, changes because there mm -hmm. are tax changes that occur pretty much every year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some of those affect 1031, and some of them are changes to 1031. So it's very important to keep up. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about something we discussed during the break, which is um, real estate, uh, 1031 exchange, construction, 1031 exchanges. Right, construction. So they're also called uh, improvement exchanges or build-to-suit okay. exchanges. And uh, the build-to-suit or construction exchange is a way in which you can sell what you have to sell and then buy something using some or all of those proceeds to improve the property and then take title to it. That's one of the things a good intermediary will do is um, you know, they facilitate either the reverse or construction exchange, mm -hmm. protecting that the proceeds from the taxable event that would happen if they did it without one. So uh, let me uh, let's see if I follow this right. So if I own a business that let's say is worth $5 million. A property? Property. Property. Okay. It's a mall, little shopping mall, $5 million. Real property. Okay. And I want to buy another shopping mall in a different part of town. Uh, if it costs the same amount, $5 million, then that's a standard exchange. Exchange, right? sure. So I'm not, I don't pay capital gains on the, the profits that I made right. on that first. Cost the only, same or more. I only yeah. paid a couple mm -hmm. mil for it, so I'm way ahead. Right. I don't want to pay taxes on it. But let's say that instead of buying another $5 million property that's the same value, I can, more, yeah. I can get a hold of a property for $3 million, mm -hmm. but it's going to take another $2 million of improvements before I can technically move in there because I've got to upgrade, build right. additions and whatnot. Would that be the Sure, that's a, a great example. Uh, so you have, you're selling at five, you're buying at three, so your exchange isn't balanced. But if you have you know, $2 million in proceeds mm -hmm. that normally would be taxed if you went and just bought it at $3 million, yeah. we can use those to do some improvements oh, to nice. the property. Uh -huh. The commercial mall is probably not the best example because the improvements and the changes that would have to be made, there, there's so much involved in the planning. Mm -hmm. Now, if you'd planned all this in advance, you knew that this is what you were going to do, then you could have your all your permits and, and things done that you needed to do so that the day you close escrow on what you're selling, that the exchange intermediary can then take title to what you're buying temporarily while you're improving it for the 180 days mm -hmm. that you're given. Mm -hmm. You don't have to complete the project, you just have to spend the money. Uh -huh. So that's all, uh, always been a kind mm -hmm. of a, what, I, I can't get it done in six months. Well, you don't have to get it done in six months. Mm -hmm. You just have to erect or uh, put, you know, in the money has to be erected or um, well, so let's, installed, let's yeah. say that you were, you had, I'd bought that uh, $3 million exchange property and now I'm off balance by two mil. Building doesn't really need $2 million more to be functional, mm -hmm. but this might be my opportunity to put in a daycare center for my employees mm -hmm. attached to the building. Sure. A gymnasium attached yeah, to the building absolutely. for the benefit of my employees. You can add the value to the property, not just have to beef it up and, and you know, fix it up. Yeah. You can actually add value to the property. Very it's nice. really, yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful exchange. Now, what happens if the property I want to buy costs, let's say in this case, not three million, but it costs a full five million, and then it needs another half a mil to put in? Uh, mm -hmm. That money's going to come out of my own pocket, right? It could come out of your own pocket, or perhaps you can get a loan, a commercial mm -hmm. loan, to do those. Mm -hmm. um, there's any number of ways that you could complete what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. So okay. let's say that this five million dollar property that I'm exchanging out of. Again, I found a property that is $4 million, and it only needs a half a million to improve. I'm still going to be off balance by half a million dollars, mm -hmm. essentially. I'm going to have a half a million dollars in cash left. Right. What happens there? Well, that's where the structuring and counseling comes in. That's where I, I tend to spend a lot of time with the client to explain, well, you can either pay the taxes on the 500 that didn't go into the new property, mm -hmm. or... You know, you could possibly do a, a construction or or improvement exchange so that you don't pay the taxes on that. Mm -hmm. But depending on how much tax you're protecting 
is whether it makes sense because your construction and improvement exchanges and, and your reverse exchanges are more pricey. A, a normal exchange is, you know, a, a $900 fee and that covers both sides. Mm -hmm. And when we say normal, I'm saying you're selling one, you're buying one, there's no improvement or reverse going on. You know, $900 is it. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing a reverse or construction, you know, you're looking at a base price of in the $5,000 range and going up from there depending on the price of what's being dealt with because uh -huh. the intermediary is, is not only going on title to certain properties which creates a position of concern for them but there's you know as well there's a well this company is setting up an LLC to be holding those they're they're not cross-contaminating or co-mingling that property ownership with any other investors mm -hmm. funds or property which is an expensive enterprise as well plus their attorney monitored and and generated and so it's 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 an expensive thing so you know if i'm only protecting you know fifty sixty thousand dollars in tax i may not want to spend five to twenty thousand trying to do a really high you know involved construction exchange. On the other hand, if I'm protecting <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars coming out of my pocket on, on a possible taxable event, mm -hmm. then the construction or reverse exchange should make sense. And I would imagine, Candace, it's always about where you are in your life as well as the owners of this property, of these properties. I mean, everybody's got a different story. Everybody has a different need, a different reason for needing to do this transaction. And I, you know, I know in my own life, sometimes it makes sense to take a little bit of a loss here just so I can accomplish this big deal there. It's, that, that is so small, but in some cases it's the reverse. That right. little thing can really mess things up. That's right, yeah. And that's a lot of it, Peter. A lot of what I do, I, uh, when people say, well, what do you do? I, I structure and counsel a lot. Mm -hmm. I talk to the potential 1031 client, the exchanger, and uh, talk about what is it you're trying to accomplish on the other side. You know, what is it you're trying to do? And then we talk about the structure, whether you know it actually matches what the 1031 needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, and if it doesn't, then you know I can make recommendations or suggestions on here's how it can, you know, here's how it needs to be structured. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but the structuring and counseling is a lot of it. Oh yes, yeah. the the idea is to always start the process before you think you need it because sometimes timing gets in your way and life gets in your way and it may not time out as well as you might expect. Good things take time to happen, like recipes. Right. You've got to <laughs> wait until it's time. And I want to talk about this because I remember years ago, Candace, when you came to visit my show and there was a story about a gentleman who called and he said to you, Candace, I just recently sold a big piece of property, spent a lot of time, made a lot of money on it. I believe I'm ready to do a 1031 exchange. When can we meet? Don't answer that question, Candace, because I want our audience to think about this. When we come back, you're going to give us that answer. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Is it possible to prepare for the careers of tomorrow today? The answer is yes! Reno Technology Academy offers hands-on training in state-of-the-art tech labs. Earn certificates in computer and network technology, IoT, cybersecurity, software engineering, web development, fiber optics, and communication cabling. Movers, shakers, makers, and inventors are turning their technology passion into high-paying careers. Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. Renotechnology.academy. 
We're talking about the 1031 Exchange here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I've known Candace for a long time. She's an outstanding individual in this uh, 1031 Exchange business for 22 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's long a long time. time it doing is the a same long thing. time. What is it you like about doing 1031 Exchange? There has to be an element oh, of my goodness. joy. To oh, what, what I love. It? Yeah. What I love about 1031 is. I'm able to help people at the beginning of their investment career to understand how best to move from property to property. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of their investment career, I'm able to help them tax plan their way out without paying big, giant taxable events. Mm -hmm. So I get to just help people that are real estate investors on every end of their transaction. And it just is a, it's very, very gratifying um, to be able to help them achieve what they're trying to accomplish. Candace, that's why I know I love you, because you care. <laughs> oh, you say that to all you, the 1031 ladies. Care, yeah, all of one. <laughs> you care about other people. You see, I, I have, uh, like many people in this world, I've had so many struggles in my life. So, Candace, one of the challenges that I've had, like many people, is that we've had struggles in our life. And when we think about our struggles and we think about how we've suffered or think about the failures, that bad real estate deal I got into, well, it just makes me feel really bad. But what I've realized, and I think many people need to understand, is when you think about yourself, maybe you are going to think about more of the negative things than positive things. When you think about others, helping other people, helping people accomplish their goals like you do with the 1031 Exchange, the way that I do with Nevada Real Estate Radio, well, it just adds so much joy to my life. Yes. You yeah. know, and all because I think about other people. That's what you think about. You're thinking about helping other people. Yeah, it may, it, it's their... It's their accomplishments that mm -hmm. help me to feel like I've really done something. And, yeah. you know, at the beginning of investment career, and, you know, you're, you're getting ready to sell your first, or maybe it's your only investment property. It's another thing is helping people not make terrible tax mistakes. Yeah. Um, I had one, uh, a neighbor even, that was going to pretty much gift his property to his son. Mm -hmm. And it was a simple little transaction, and he thought that this was going to be, and it would have been, it would, and it did. It was a wonderful thing to happen. But if he had just done it the way he was going to do it, it would have been about a $20,000 taxable event to him. And I was able to show him where he had the risks, only because I understand real estate taxation. He didn't do a 1031. He didn't buy a property or anything like that. He was just gifting his son a property mm. and didn't realize that, the, that the, what he was doing was going to generate a taxable event for him. Wow. Wow. And, uh, and that's money out of your pocket. For that, him, yeah. yeah that, that would have been mm -hmm. huge for him. I want to talk about the timing of the work that you do. And the 1031 exchange is interesting because there's a timing factor. You talked about these 180 days, right, before you have to have the replacement property transaction closed. The 180 days also applies if there's construction involved. Mm -hmm. You have to spend the money within 180 right. days. And there's all this finite time that you have to do your work. Um, going into this break, I talked about a situation that we had discussed years ago after you had been my guest, and where a gentleman had done all of the sale part of it. He'd sold his business, he got the cash, he put it in the bank, whatever he did with it, and now that he's done all that, he hears about the 1031 exchange, and he calls you, and he asks, can we do a 1031 exchange now? What do you tell him? Yeah, that once you've relinquished title to the property that you're selling, a 1031, if you didn't set it up to before you closed, mm -hmm. um, You've already done a sale, mm. and there's no way to go back and, and fix that. Wow. So, again, that is one of the key issues with the 1031 exchange is you've got to do it before you sell your property. The intermediary needs to get involved once you open escrow and before you close. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm more than willing to talk and structure and counsel all they need even before they go into escrow. Mm -hmm. But once they open escrow, now the rubber has met the road, and if they're going to do a 1031, it has to happen during the escrow process and before they give up title at So the it's close. kind of a simultaneous deal then that has yeah. to take place. It takes place during, <laughs> yeah. We, we are working with the escrow officers or closing attorneys, mm -hmm. whoever it is. And again, you know, the company I work with is nationwide because the, the federal tax law is where 1031 comes from. It's mm -hmm. federal. It's not state. Mm -hmm. 
although the states are the ones that regulate how the 1031 companies work in their states. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the, the national company, you know, we're working with closers that are attorneys in Idaho, or we're working with a closing attorney on the eastern seaboard, or we're, you know, we're working with an escrow officer out here in the west. And the closing party has to be instructed, and there, there's certain documents that have to take place and be signed for it to be an exchange and not a sale. The majority of 1031 exchange conversations I have, Candace, with individuals that are just getting into real estate or real estate investment, um, they involve the fact that most people don't know about the 1031 exchange. And those few people that have heard about the 1031 exchange a lot of them think that it's what you do toward the end of your career, when you're ready to sell out, when you're ready to retire. <laughs> the 1031 exchange, it must be like the Part B, Medicare. I mean, it's one of those yeah, things, right? right? But the reality is with so many young entrepreneurs now coming into mm -hmm. Northern Nevada and the attitudes that we have about owning businesses, I mean, people need to learn about the 1031 exchange early in their business career, would you say? Right. My favorite, one of my favorite stories is the investor that started out with $5,000 he inherited from his grandmother, mm -hmm. and he was in his early 30s mm -hmm. when he uh, spoke to me. He, and he'd been investing now for five years, mm -hmm. and he had taken that $5,000 and bought some fixers, mm -hmm. held on to them for a couple years, and then did a 1031 into three properties. So, and he did this each time. You know, he, bought a fix fixer with the $5,000 and uh, alone and then fixed it up held on to it for a couple years and then did a 1031 exchange into three more mm -hmm. held it for a couple years then 1031 into nine more Wow. Okay, so here I have a chance to talk to this guy he's been doing it for five or six years he's in his early 30s and he's netting $15,000 a month on these properties that wow. he has invested in. Wow. And his biggest complaint was his wife was unhappy because he was spending too much time managing these properties and keeping them you know, maintained and so on and so forth. And I, I asked him, well, why would you not hire a property manager? You've done so well. You've used the 1031 into a great advantage. Mm -hmm. You have all this now. And he goes, oh, I, I have a goal. I'm retiring in another four and a half years. Well, nice. And I said, well, that's awesome. And I, I did, well, so were you going to be retiring a married man? <laughs> <laughs> well, she wasn't happy No, so, you know, I mean, we laughed and everything, but here was a young man who understood what 1031 could do for him, and he had leveraged his $5,000 into $15,000 net income a month mm -hmm. using his sweat <laughs> equity, you know, his, his skills, and using the 1031 exchange, and just in a matter of five years. It was inc very impressive. Everything sounds so expensive to do nowadays, but every time I talk to you, Candace, about the cost of doing a 1031 exchange if you're an investor, it's a really small amount. It's ridiculously it's, cheap. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, you know how much your motorcycle insurance is, right, on a monthly oh, yeah. basis? <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's, yeah, you need it, you gotta pay for it, but. In the big picture for everything that you've got, uh, what a value it is to have the 1031 exchange in your world if you want to grow a business of investing in real estate. It's really, it really sounds to me like it's the only way to really grow it because if you just sell and buy and sell and buy, you're going to be taxed every single time. Taxed to death, and then you don't get the option of leveraging up your, you know, your equity, right. which is a tremendous value to an investor. Yeah. Um, and even if you if you decided you wanted to, if, let's say you, you want to pay the tax every time and you're going to buy the property anyway, every dollar that you give to Uncle Sam, that if you were leveraging up, let's say I'm putting 25% down, mm -hmm. you know, that's usually the minimum with really good credit, right. you can put 25% <coughs> down and, and get into an investment property, a, a, a rental property. Well, if I give a dollar to Uncle Sam, I have given away four times my amount to buy. So if I'm putting 25% down, mm -hmm. if I give a dollar to Uncle Sam in a taxable event, I've given away $4 in buying power. Yeah. So if I give $20,000 in a taxable event to Uncle Sam, I've given away $80,000 in buying power. This is why 1031 is the wealth builder of a tax code for mm -hmm. real estate investors. You know, I'm, uh, I'm so glad that we have the 1031 exchange in the real estate world 
because I don't believe we'd have nearly as many transactions without it. Well, no. Can you imagine how many realtors <laughs> yeah. would lose business, how many lenders would lose business, right. title companies? Mm -hmm. uh, making it a, a, a beneficial process of going through the 1031 exchange not only helps the people that own the real estate that's involved with the transaction, but think about a great boost it is to the economy. It's a stimulator. Huge. It's huge. People, uh, just re just the movement of real estate period yeah. is a huge boost to the economy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could go into that in great detail, but you know, people, I think all we have to do is remember back to 2005 and when things began to crash, and in 2008 when they crashed with their face in the dirt, how difficult was it for the entire country when real estate was sick in the entire country? Mm. You know, we, it, we should have really learned a lot from that. You know, but what, the converse of that is when real estate is moving, the economy's moving. There's a reason that when, when they want to measure how good the economy is, they first put their fingers on the pulse of new home starts. Yeah. The second pulse they feel is resale. There's yeah. a reason for that. It's because those things move the economy in ways that are almost un unbelievably deep. I mean, the ripple effect that those have with providing other jobs and, and taxes that get, you know, property taxes that happen and mm -hmm. construction people, repair people, and then the guy that's mowing the lawn and the daycare people. I mean, it's the ripple mm -hmm. is, is incredible. It's such a good thing that sometimes I worry that the 1031 exchange will be eliminated from possibilities for investors. But after hearing what you say and what it does for the economy, it would be a nut that would have to pull that away because it is such a driver for the economy of our country. Your worries justified, Peter. Every new administration tries to tamper with 1031 exchange. Well, every single one of them yeah. and every single time you know the the industry and the people that understand what this means uh, knock on their doors and say look mr. senator or mr. you know congressman you need to understand this is what happens when real estate moves and 1031 is not so simple as oh let's eliminate it we'll get our hands on 30 billion dollars that's not how it works yeah you eliminate it you're gonna lose about two hundred billion dollars right, in the ripple effect of what stop. happens oh yeah. my gosh well thank God for people like you Candace Meyer vice president of Nevada of IPX 1031 exchange and thank God for IPX 1031 exchange going to be able to do more deals better deals than ever in the investment property exchange services world Candace you're a great person to have on the show I'm hoping you come back and visit with us again absolutely I've got all your contact information going up to our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, and uh, we'll help people learn more about the value of a 1031 exchange. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter, your host. If you have any questions or comments for us, send an email to me, peter at nevadarealestateradio.com, and we will chat and talk with you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.